Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Not me, that is for sure. So get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. I just used the coconut oil and vitamin E shower cream, and I seriously forgot I was in my own bathroom. It smelled like a spa. Plus, it's allergen-free, so it's gentle for your skin, and it worked in as little as three minutes, so no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasted days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates, so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And that's what you really missed with Jenna and Kevin, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to And That's What You Really Missed podcast. Funk. Mm. She's feeling the bass line. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. Hi, Jenna. We're almost at the end of the first season. That's crazy. <laughs> if you've made it this far on our podcast, pat yourselves on the back. Thank you for sticking with us. We're proud of you. We're thankful for you. And couldn't, I'm happy. Couldn't that do it I without you. Somehow tricked Jenna into hanging out with me every week to do this. So we tricked each other, really. Tricked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, Funk. <laughs> okay. Okay, you this know- episode aired June 1st, 2010. And when we, when this episode came out, we were still on our first tour. Right. We were yeah. in New York performing at Radio City. Very exciting. Very exciting. Legendary. What else? You had already performed at Radio City before, hadn't you? I just imagine you had. No, thank you for thinking that. No, I had not. Um, So this was like a really even, I feel like even extra big deal for you. 
Yeah, yeah. Like the Radio City is like the Mecca of New York. It's the Rockettes. You think Christmas, you think, you know, like I don't I didn't see a ton at Radio City except for like the Rockettes. Yeah. That was really it. Yeah. And it's just like an iconic venue. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows it. Oh, yeah. This was huge. This was a big deal. I remember when we did it, we we got to go up on that marquee and take pictures. And I remember my mom and my, my family came to this and my mom and my sister were across the street, like watching us and the whole block filled up with people. I don't think I was up there. Fa- you, did you not make it up there? No, I don't like heights. <sighs> oh, oh, yeah. Maybe you didn't. Yeah. Some of us did. And I just remember my mom and sister telling me that they were concerned because kids were <laughs> running into the street and they're, you know, New York taxi drivers don't care if there's a human oh, in the way. Right. They're going to go. Uh, but that was so... So insane for a number of reasons. I also, do you remember like Chris had his birthday and we all went out? We went out to the greenhouse, right? Was that what yes. it was called? That was so much fun. Wild times. That was crazy. That was really fun. And then um, while we were in New York, I remember speaking of looking down at the street, our dressing rooms, you could see out into the entrance to where the fans were. Yes. Um, where the stage door is, if you will. And um, we would wave at fans and like talk to them and joke at them. And we were like joking about flashing them. We didn't. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and we also did Elvis Duran and Z Morning Zoo, which is where we got that insane chalkboard that you held on to That's for right. 20 years. <laughs> yep. And I just remember too, this also felt like we, I think we had some crew members there. It was New York. So people are there. It's an easier city to get to people. You know, it's a destination. Jane and, and Matt I'm, came. Yeah. And I remember the stage door area when we would leave because I think we did a matinee mm-hmm. at some point and we might have been being shuttled to and from the hotel to venue and kids were chasing yes. our vans. And it yes. was mostly just so unsafe for people to be doing that. But it felt like it, I did feel like we were the Beatles, the Beatles for a second, didn't it? I remember like it, that too. When you like the most stereotypical image of, I don't know, like celebrity or fame or whatever, what have you, <laughs> to me was that of musicians getting chased by people <laughs> in cars and things. And it was very surreal because, you know, we felt like a glorified cover band. So. No, for sure. I think we we named it as that was happening. We were with our uh, amazing security, Clinton and Todd, and maybe not Toddy at that point, but Clinton. And we were on the bus and somebody said, maybe you, was like, this feels like the Beatles or like what the Beatles had like, a ta- this is like a taste of what they experienced. Yeah, a fraction, were a girls, very like, small fraction. banging on the bus while we were at like a red light and then the girl was running in flip-flops. Yes. And we were like, somebody please stop her before she yeah. gets run over. Like it, yes, it really man. was a safety issue, but it was also very cool to be in New York and performing at such an iconic theater. And we um, had that incredible impromptu little rap party because the tour ended right? there and that's where we ended up at that little bar and it went from us being at tables like eating like normal people and before we knew it all the tables were moved out of the way. Dance floor. Dance floor and Do you, do you remember um before that, that that was the time that Ian and all of them came up on stage during like a prayer. Surprised us. And surprised yes. us. And then there was also that cake they made that was the Radio City cake. It looked like the front <gasps> oh, of the marquee yeah. of Radio City. And I was like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. It's also when I got Naya to do, because the last show 
and so everyone was acting you know, a, a fool. Yes, but Ryan and all the bosses were there, so we didn't want to do too much. But I had convinced Naya and Chris Pooley, our MD, to um, add a little extra hit in what was it? What song was it? Was it the boy is mine? Boy is mine. Yes, I think it was mm-hmm. the boy is mine. It was like a Michael Jackson style hit, and she like did the Michael Jackson pose. Oh, that's right. And I'm like, no one's gonna know. <laughs> it's, it's that TikTok meme. No one's gonna know. And no one did. I remember I brought it up to Ryan. Like, did you notice? He's like, no. I thought the song just skipped. I was like, we're not playing it off of CD. It's not going to skip. <laughs> But we You're in the trouble. car and the CD bump. Yeah. You hit a, hit a bump and the it's CD like, skips. That's not how this works. <laughs> um, all right. Should we uh, should we get into this episode? <sighs> so this is an interesting episode because you, I think we have similar feelings about this episode, but differing feelings about this episode. I, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. Interesting. I hated it more. <laughs> Here's the thing. I didn't hate it. Yeah. It. I think it's the first time, because coming into the season, because we're towards the end, there were episodes that you and I clearly remember disliking. Mm-hmm. And every time I've been surprised so far, where I really enjoyed all those episodes, this was the first episode that I felt like it was filler. Mm. You know, where I was like, okay, we're at the end. What mm. are we going to do? And you go, it's, I think almost every single time there's a song, it feels really weird and forced. <laughs> also, the whole thing with funk. <laughs> I think Amber's face <laughs> in the first choir room scene really sums up my entire feeling about this episode. Interesting. Because I think she's the viewer. You know, mm. she's acting as the viewer in this of being like, is this how we need to be taught funk? Amber is, is the is also the like the the scale of how cringy this episode is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Her face is like, gives it yeah. all her reactions. She she really was doing heavy lifting in the eye region, <laughs> and I think Rightfully without so. her, this would have been crazy. But well, okay. just un- totally unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, before we get into it, the number one song was still OMG featuring Will I Am uh, by Usher. And the movie was still Shrek Forever After, which I still haven't seen. Um, And we still got our special vocal adrenaline frozen friends, Adina and Jonathan. And we are missing Miss Jama Mays in this episode. And this is the filler episode, the penultimate episode before our regionals moment. So, yeah. and again, I do think this was flipped in airing order. I think we shot it, we did funk, then we did theatricality and then journey to regionals, but I think for some reason You are correct. I think it was because Ryan thought this episode was not great. They swapped it and I don't know why. You are correct. But yeah, so Elodie Keen is back directing this. Ian Brennan wrote it. Well, you know, all three of mm-hmm. them. Elodie did so many episodes. She did. She did a lot of episodes in the first first season i also thought about maybe they swapped it because maybe american idol was like their finale was around the time of theatricality or something like that i don't know i think you may be exactly correct i think that i there was some reason why Yeah. yeah and that makes sense 
Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's talk about something we can all relate to, hair removal. Not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Between Nick's cuts and razor burn, the worst. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. Nair's new scents have turned my bathroom into a spa. My favorite is the soothing aloe and water lily body cream. It smells so good. Plus it's designed for lingering freshness so I smell and feel good for the rest of the day. And who doesn't love that? Nair's new shower and body creams are super easy to apply and work in as little as three minutes and my smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. You can use it on your legs, arms, underarms, even your bikini area, which is perfect with summer right around the corner. I just went on a trip to New York to visit my family and I used Nair before I left. I didn't even need to pack a razor because I knew my legs would be smooth the entire trip. So check out the new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. So smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There were a lot of songs in this episode. Tell me. We have Another One Bites the Dust um, by Queen, that Jesse St. James and Vocal Journal and Do. Tell Me Something Good by Rufus and Shaka Khan, that mm-hmm. Will Schuster does. <laughs> um, Loser by Beck, that Puck and Finn and Howard Bamboo and Sandy Ryerson, Terry Schuster do. Okay. It's a little Acafellas moment. Mm-hmm. Um it's a man's world 
by James Brown, performed by Quinn and the Unwed Mothership Connection. Yep, 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 yep. <sighs> Good yep, yep. Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, performed by Finn Hudson, <laughs> Mercedes, and Noah Puckerman, and Give mm. Up the Funk by Parliament, sung by The New Directions. Okay. Um, I would also like to point out something else about the music, and I don't know if you noticed this. The vocals in the episode were mixed so strangely. You know, did, I did notice that. It's It hasn't happened. So there's some episodes where, depending on the scene, they'll mix the lead vocal a little higher, and it's always worked. They, there's some reason why they're doing it. This episode, it makes no sense. Another one bites the dust. It sounds like... Groff's vocal is 70% of what you're hearing yes. and everything else is buried underneath it. And then when yes. it gets to give up the funk, you can't even hear Amber's ad-libs at the end and she's wailing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and she's featured on screen singing, but it's, her vocal is buried underneath everything. And all you hear is, turn this mother out. Well, there's a lot going on during this time. And I feel like this was around the time at the recording studio when we would go in, we would hear from Adam or Alex. Was Alex around at this point yet? The, the His brother, Adam's brother, he becomes like our main guy for a while. And yeah, vocal producer. we hear this has to be sent to Sweden yeah. overnight and then mixed and come back. And I don't know that it was always the case that it always got mixed there. It was. It was. Okay, it was, so it that has nothing to do with it. No, because it was a 24-hour thing. Their whole right. system was that we record in LA while they make the tracks in Sweden, and then they mix the tracks in Sweden. So it's a full 24-hour loop where we don't lose any, any time. time. Got but it. It was the I think it was in post-production that they mess with the vocals in the actual mm-hmm. episode because those are different than the recordings. It's the same actual vocal. But the mix is different. Interesting. For the episode. Interesting, interesting. And I don't know why. That is a good, interesting point. All right. uh, The episode summary. What what happens in this episode? You know, Uh, not a lot. (laughs) 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 So the Glee Club gets bamboozled, slapped across the face by Jesse St. James, Mm -hmm. which sends them into a tailspin. And then that's also sort of how... Um, you know, Shu comes up with his plan for the week. Last minute plan. Last minute plan, <laughs> which then helps um, Mercedes and Quinn connect over mm-hmm. some serious issues. It's like this serious thing going on while everybody else in Glee Club has lost their minds. Right. And then Will and Sue have mm-hmm. a very interesting little tango, if you Strange. will. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. A fun revenge storyline. Right. You want to talk about Jesse St. James's storyline first? Sure. All right. So Jesse St. James transferred back to Carmel, and he goes to Vocal Adrenaline. <laughs> Goodbye. Is it that easy to just swap schools like this? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Didn't think so. But you know what? Maybe his transcripts were all there, and it was just a click of a button. Who knows? Know. He's pretty. He is pretty. So he goes back to vocal adrenaline and they end up (laughs) performing for us. I don't randomly out of nowhere just come back and and perform another one bites the dust. Which is an incredible vocal from Groff. I mean, they looked great. Yeah. (laughs) 
but they're doing it as a, as a strategy that they always do to to freak out their competition at regionals. So yeah, this is one of those episodes too where the episode title is mentioned about eighty times. So mm. their plan is to psych us out to send us into a funk, funk, if you will, if you will. <laughs> and and then. We go into, so Rachel's very upset and we go into the choir room and Kurt's like, I mean, it's going to take a lot more than that to like send us into a funk. And we find our entire choir room has been toilet papered, which is really fun to shoot in. <laughs> I you felt so showing? bad for props. Like, <laughs> can you imagine how long that took? It's a lot of paper. <laughs> and you can't like reshoot that. Like once we start taking it down, but the, we <laughs> didn't. You no, can see it's very intentional about you see what it all we're... perfectly splayed out in front of us and we just stop as soon as we enter so we don't touch it and mess it up. <laughs> so to reset it. Like, go touch the toilet paper. Yeah. And of course, if you tell us not to touch things, we're gonna touch them. Yeah. <laughs> so so in in a, in retaliation, Puck and Finn decide that they're because Mr. Shoe's like, well, let's get them back, right? Let's let's kind of like hit them where it hurts and do this bag. And Puck and Finn are like, we got it. Don't worry yeah, about it. Shoe's got bad ideas. They're lame. And it was this funny voiceover with Puck being like, obviously, we knew it was going to ha- come down to us. <laughs> also, like Mr. Shoe being like, get them back. You're like, whoa, hold up a second, Mr. Shoe. <laughs> crosses the line so many times this episode yes agreed okay let's just put that out there yeah um so puck and finn slash all the vocal adrenaline range rovers which was very (laughs) funny to watch and also range rovers in high school that's crazy um even though i was able to get myself a range rover at this point this was exciting yeah in real life i was able to i i've lived the dream of the range rover and it's over and it's gone (laughs) but I went to a high school, I went to private school one year of high school. It's the only year I ever went to private school. I so did not fit. Mm. I could not afford private school. And I remember all these kids driving around in like really expensive cars. And I was getting dropped off by my mom every day in our old car. And I was like, drop me off at the corner. Who are these kids? I had just moved to LA. I'm like, I don't know about this. Right. What is this? I'm poor. Like, I Help don't me implore. Yeah. Anyway, so so Vocal Adrenaline's gift with a very good booster club gets Range Rovers for their win and fucking Finn slash the tires. And they end up in Figgins' office where they get in trouble. And Mr. She's like, it's a harmless prank, which it's not. And um, Shelby Corcoran <laughs> ends up. It's a crime. Not pressing charges and um oh and finn comes to the rescue by saying that they'll get jobs and pay them back by the end of the year which is also crazy that like sheets and things is not going to pay back for tires 20 tires but Especially anyway on range, range rovers. rovers um but they get a job at sheets and things and terry's back so terry comes back and she has this really inappropriate crush on Finn. She sees him as Mr. Shoe. She gets has this really inappropriate crush on him after they sing Loser, which we'll talk about in a second. And it's do you also love when she was like, 
but we'll just put it into the iTunes. <laughs> yes. Which I also feel like was a nod to what they did this episode in real life. <laughs> and that's no no shade. I think they told us like sometimes when they had um you know the plot or like the the buzzword that they wanted to use for an episode they would just throw it in which is why all of these songs make no sense <laughs> i feel like loser was a pitch from Corey. i don't know maybe or yeah i think like Corey or mark would have pitched loser for sure it was not how i thought I wouldn't think a Beck song would be in a funk episode, but here we are. I got to say, honestly, for the song itself and the way that it was in, presented in the episode, I thought Ella did a great job shooting it. Like it was, she kept it interesting. Yeah. She kept it, you know, funny and weird. And it was like, what do you do with that? Like as a director, I'd yeah. be like, what do I do with this? So Espe I thought she did a great job with it. Especially because again, if I think we should just mention how we get into some of these songs where... Tobolowski is like, where's my music? And that's how we get into Loser. It's, they go and put on the music. A boom. Like, it, what? It's, yeah, no, you're right. And they right. just have their guitars. There. Yeah. 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 That's okay. where I, I said out loud no less than three times, reminding myself and my friends who were watching with me last night, it's a satire. <laughs> you, have you really to have to remember that for this uh-huh uh -huh. yeah okay um okay so then wh what tell me no i was just i had a so a, a friend was watching this with me last night and he's never seen glee and he oh. sat down like halfway through this episode no that's so not I was a good watching one it through his eyes and i was like this is not <laughs> because if you <laughs> no 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 if no. you were to watch this episode with no context, even with context, it's still odd. And without context, he oh, yeah. had questions. He didn't understand that it was a comedy. I was like, no, this is a comedy show. The first season at least is. And then yeah. it was great. It was really enlightening for me. Anyway, Interesting. Okay. Well, what did they, how did they respond? They were like, oh, I was so worried. <laughs> okay. Got it. Like everyone is so mean to each other. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a satire. Exactly. Oh, speaking of being mean, so Jesse St. James calls Rachel out to the parking lot after they've been toilet papered and Beautiful their Range transition. Rovers have been. Yeah, thank you. Their Range Rover, Range Rover tires have been slashed. And he says, meet me on the parking lot. And Rachel runs out. <laughs> Again, satire. Slow mo. <laughs> Lomo running, slow more running toward Jesse, and she gets egged. That looked like it hurt so bad. And I remember Leah saying Gross. it got hurt. Um, she also had a double, if you didn't notice. Like there was a at one point when she gets hit all over the place, you see it's a there's a wig and it's not her. It must have been her standing, but um <laughs> it, it was crazy. And it kept me, it made me think of um never been kissed one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. when she gets egged which is so sad but jesse eggs her and the whole vocal adrenaline team eggs her and it was really sad and then rachel says now i keep having nightmares of all the mothers of the little baby chicks coming at me for revenge which yeah and vocal adrenaline for all the money they have they're sure in the same outfits they were at the beginning of the episode <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be Debbie yeah. Downer this episode Pointing That's out all okay. these things that rub me the wrong way That's okay I'm a hater, I guess I'm a hater today 
Um, it's all right. We're all we're all we can be haters of some episodes, not all of them. But some can we of talk them. about maybe the weirdest part of this episode, the Sue and Will feud thing that happens? Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's... So, <sighs> okay. when when vocal adrenaline TPs and does the surprise performance for the new directions, somebody's like, "How did they get in all their equipment?" Which I love that they actually addressed because you know how many times things magically <laughs> appear in the show we don't address them, and then Sue marches in. Saying, "Oh, I let I gave them keys. I did a sound check with them earlier. Like I helped them." And then <laughs> she goes on this whole rant about how she needs to blow out the wall because she's going to put in um, a new trophy for when she wins nationals and the Glee Club loses regionals, and she gets to take over the room. And rightly so, this pisses off Will, which starts which starts off this whole almost fever dream of a storyline. Um. Pause. Do you remember the breaking of this trophy? The throwing of the trophy? I don't remember it. Okay, I don't either. And I feel like I would have remembered something like that. But I think it was a real trophy. Like like a plastic one. It wasn't like a dummy one or anything like that. And he actually had to like throw it. And and I think I remember them being like, don't like close your eyes. (laughs) Like they didn't want us to get particles or pieces in our eyes. We're like, we're fine. We're 50 feet away. Right. (laughs) Anyway. They're always very cautious about. I guessed things. though when he threw it, I was like, "Oh, Mister!" It was Show. good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. yeah. Okay, Keep, um, continue on. <laughs> yeah. So while Rachel is, you know, also Will is mad. Rachel's upset about this whole breakup, and she's mm-hmm. saying, you know, destroy the heart of the team's heart, then destroy the team, and then Will, of course, with light bulb, <laughs> and so he starts courting Sue, really. So there's a lot of late night, they're at the school by themselves, after hours, not sure why. Darkness. Yes, darkness. <laughs> and so Sue comes into the choir room late one night, and Will's like, hey, I, I, I need to ask you some questions. I'm, I'm wondering about this idea for regionals, but I don't know if it's you know too suggestive. Can I do it for you? And after he also had been complimenting her skin for what felt like an eternity. Yeah. And oh God, Jane is just so good. Like, so good. She's, I'm never just not like flabbergasted about how good she is in all of these different weird situations. She makes, sells anything and everything. Makes everything work. Yep. Makes yeah. everything work. So he performs. <laughs> Tell me something good. Um, it made me uncomfortable. Honestly, I have to say Matt looked good. Matt looked good. He did. He did. I think it was, it's like, I don't want to watch my parents flirt. It was that. Yes, 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 I didn't like that. Yes, agreed. And then Sue's like, what's happening? And she's journaling and being like, oh my God, I think I have a crush on Will (laughs) Schuster. Like now I'm actually picturing his head on the pillow next to me when I wake up and it's attached to the rest of his body. (laughs) Um, a lot of murder I gotta say the journal drawing did you see the drawing of Will Schuster that must have been Jason who drew that right one of our crew members Jason sweet 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 Jason Jason. incredible artist yeah he he used to draw all of us in character and like give us cards when like with our characters drawn on them like he was amazing so he must have drawn that um, that in the journal that 
picture illustration of totally. Will Schuster. That was a good spot. I absolutely he probably did. He was I'm incredible. Sure. It looked familiar. It looked familiar. Um, um, so around yeah. that time, Will comes in, brings her flowers to match her her tracksuit, and then she says she hates them. But then he surprises her with her favorite. I don't know, workout, whatever, yeah. gummies or something. Supplements or something. Supplements. And asks her out on a date. <laughs> and she shows up in her tracksuit and pearls. Pearls! But you know who the doesn't show up is Will. Because this whole time, it sort of, it feels like him flirting with her. It happens over several scenes and it's going on and on and on. And then when it finally gets to breadsticks and she doesn't show up, um, and he she realizes she got stood up and shows up at his house and they have this whole fight and it was very very rewarding. I thought Will slash Matt did a very good job of he was hanging with Jane in this in terms of the acting chops. Fair enough. It was really very fun to good. watch them play and do something that they don't normally get to do with one another, like each other. Right. Right. It was very right. satisfying. No, it was satisfying. They also, um, it was like the roles were reversed, which yes. was like fun Absolutely. to watch. I mean, in all this, to me, the best part was that after this, she has an emotional <laughs> breakdown and doesn't leave bed for four days. But we see that because all the Cheerios <laughs> without their ponytails, because they clearly don't know how to do them without her, they're falling <laughs> apart. And you see, you see Heather go through... <laughs> With Jacob and Israel being like, love me. <laughs> also her shirt backwards. <laughs> yes. Naya crying. It's so good. It's so good. And Kurt being like, look, obviously Sue sucks, but some of these girls need the scholarships to go to college and Will feels bad. And he goes into her apartment. Now, do you remember? I remember talking to Ian about this because he was so excited. We had never seen Sue's apartment or house before. Mm-hmm. And he was like, she's going to be a hoarder. <gasps> it's all trophies. It's a hoarder's house. That's funny. Like, I didn't... Based off of that show, Hoarders. I mean, he loves those shows. He he yes. wanted. He was talking about like, he's obsessed with like the QVC hoarder, yes. like couponing. He's like, he he's very interested in all of that. So this makes total sense. And that house is very funny. It also gives me Ajita. Like, I can't look at it for too long. No. Um... <laughs> But it's very funny. It's very, She's very just funny. laying there in her tracksuit for you. <laughs> and he, he gets her back and she ends up winning nationals again. And there's that incredible little TV moment with mm-hmm. Chris. And <laughs> this weird moment of almost a kiss. Oh. Do you... <laughs> I... She, she brings... she With Heather and Naya, she brings her nationals trophy into will's house mm-hmm. and uh, that was cute because they're like uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then sorry mr shoe <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then she's like kiss me <laughs> and he says no then she says no i'm not gonna do this even your breath stinks of mediocrity perfect it's awkward and it it's funk. Here's the thing. I don't think the the show, this episode is called Funk. I think it's called Funky. It's a funky smell. You're right. <laughs> There's a funky stench to it. It's teen boy rock <laughs> smell. Also, Mr. Schuster in the choir room going, Funky Town. I was like, oh boy. Yep. Oh boy. 
There's a lot of cringe moments. Um, I feel like there were also a lot of... This whole episode to me is like the whole nod and a wink thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think the writers knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly (laughs) how absurd some of the stuff was. And were referencing it within it. There were also between us a lot of inside things like the funky town was like sort of <laughs> making fun of the runs we do that then Ryan would do behind yep. the scenes. It's the exact same. That's why thing. we laughed in the choir room. Yeah. Bit, it's all familiar. And like some of the dances we do later on and give up the funk were our yes. personal dances with each other. So there's a lot of referential things. Yes. In this episode. We had, we had to keep it light. Escape to summer with Victoria's secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent, dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's talk about something we can all relate to, hair removal. Not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Between Nick's cuts and razor burn, the worst. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. Nair's new scents have turned my bathroom into a spa. My favorite is the soothing aloe and water lily body cream. It smells so good. Plus it's designed for lingering freshness so I smell and feel good for the rest of the day. And who doesn't love that? Nair's new shower and body creams are super easy to apply and work in as little as three minutes and my smooth skin lasts 
days longer than shaving. You can use it on your legs, arms, underarms, even your bikini area, which is perfect with summer right around the corner. I just went on a trip to New York to visit my family and I used Nair before I left. I didn't even need to pack a razor because I knew my legs would be smooth the entire trip. So check out the new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. So smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Okay, so meanwhile, Terry and Will are officially divorced, which happened very quickly. They Do you signed like the, top, the, pa- the paper just says divorce? <laughs> I mean, what else is there? I it's just, that. it's divorce. Sometimes the show feels like a cartoon to me and I like it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is a very good analogy. Sometimes it, you just have to, you have to look at it that way sometimes. Yeah. Um, Will is, so Will is depressed. He's kind of, um, he's, in a funk and um, that's obviously where he got his last minute lesson from um and he's inspired and he and when he's meeting up with ryerson ryerson do you really want to do this um ryerson reminds him that vocal adrenaline has a weakness and that they have never done a funk number and they don't know how to do it because they're Why are people still consulting with Sandy Ryerson? I don't know. He has he to come back. He was touching underage boys in the pilot. Why Inappropriate. Is he has why to come is back. He here? Because, because Stephen Tobolowski has to come back. That's why. He's a comedic genius. He is a comedic genius, even though he shouldn't be allowed back anywhere. I just like the whole time Sandy Ryerson's like, they haven't done a funk number and then Will comes into the classroom like, Guess what? Here's our lesson. It's like you got your lesson from Sandy Ryerson. Right. That's not right. 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 Okay. It's not right. So this kind of catapults this whole Quinn situation. How Mercedes is like, good. I got the funk lesson. I got it. And Quinn's like, excuse me. What about me? And everybody laughs. And Mercedes thinks it's funny. And Quinn feels. Like she has lots of anger and passion that she has to share. So she is going to be the first to share in the choir room the next day with her assignment. We get into um, This is a Man's World, which (laughs) for so many reasons, this is just the most, the weirdest, one of the weirdest things we'll ever witness on Glee is what I think. Um, It's the unwed mothership connection, which... By the way, if you didn't notice, is a play on the Parliament's fourth album that Give Up the Funk is on, and it's called Mothership Connection. So, mm-hmm. the unwed Mothership Connection. See what happens when you put in a song into iTunes? <laughs> you got a whole storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all of our friends, dancer friends, come in and play pregnant women who do this very inappropriate, weird mother dance, which kind of reminds me of the waitress. Um, Ballet, contraction ballet. Yes. And it's weird. It's really weird. But our friends, Audrey and Courtney and all of them are doing this crazy wild swan Swan Lake dance number pregnant. It's inappropriate and uncomfortable. I remember while we were shooting it, laughing and being like, what? Where are we right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but Diana sounds great on this. And this is totally up her alley. She is a funky gal. She loved singing the song, you could tell. 
And she was just living her best life. Like, take away the, the pregnancy pad underneath. Like, that is Diana. Yeah, true. <laughs> truly. Th- this is the most Diana number. Like, the Say Little Prayer numbers are Quinn. This is Diana. Diana. <laughs> exactly. She was living. Holy. Um, I also remember watching this on paper. We're like, what is this number? And then watching it, we had a great time. Oh, because yeah. Because it, every, it was wild. Those, the choreography is insane, but also incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I, weird I just and wonderful. Loved it. Um, and then so Quinn also earlier on pre pre music, uh pre song talks about being oppressed <laughs> by the man. Right. <laughs> and Mercedes, this is where we cue Mercedes reaction. <laughs> please don't go here. <laughs> please, Amber. Amber, please help us. <laughs> And I thought, oh boy. <laughs> and you know, Elodie was one for that. I do feel like all of those shots were thrown in because Elodie needed them. Mm-hmm. Because I remember Elodie walking up to us being like, what are we, we going to do? Yeah. What yeah, are we going to yeah. do? And I can just picture her seeing Amber giving these reactions. She's like, yes, keep doing that. This is what we need. Right. And it helps in the later um, scene, nice scene does, between the two of sure. them. So. Um, well, let's jump to that because Quinn and Mercedes have this very nice, like, sweet scene, which I feel like, in spirit of like 2023 or 2022, and you know, the Black Lives movement, um, we were just like, and I'm not taking giving Glee credit, but like we just started to skim the surface of like mm-hmm. this a little bit. And I was we like, mentioned it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a touch, like a droplet of water, yes. but I was like, all right, Glee. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think I realized at the time either what was happening. Like right. in this crazy episode, you're still sprinkling in um, something significant and that yeah. matters and that something that deserves Meaningful. much more dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they they really do kind of um, find like this common ground of feeling um, on the outs, feeling like they don't belong, feeling like they, um, you know, Quinn being pregnant and Mercedes being black. And yeah. so there's definitely um, this really nice friendship that we this is the beginning of the Quinn and Mercedes friendship that we see, which I was like, it's a very unexpected one, but I really mm-hmm. like it. And so Mercedes very generously has already asked her parents if Quinn can move in because she can't live with Buck anymore. And, um, and Especially so after that good vibrations performance. Well, yeah, <laughs> that number was not funk, not funky, um, <laughs> wild. <laughs> Does Amber make sense great. that those two would think that. Yes. Song- they- a rap song would yeah but their dancing is a plus plus (laughs) phenomenal (laughs) to get them honestly i i will have to say like the two of them were probably our the least coordinated dancers that we had in the glee club some of the least coordinated people yeah 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 Yeah, for sure and Corey would be the first to tell you like can't dance um but the two of them actually like zach got them to like move and in sync and i was like wow okay yeah they can do it. Yeah. Um, and which was like frustrating because Zach would always be like, I've seen you guys move 
I know you can do this. I know you're frustrated in other numbers, but mm-hmm. like I've seen you do this before. So this is proof you can. <laughs> right. Here's the, like, the don't proof show is in us. the pudding. <laughs> yeah. And then say you can't. Exactly. Um, so they do good vibrations. It's not it's not a funk song, it's a rap song, but anyway, it had to be thrown in there because I guess we had to have that number. And then all things kind of resolve and we're back at our final number of Give Up the Funk, which um, is taking us to regionals. Uh, I mean, I love how we we perform for Vocal Adrenaline all in their cool sweatshirts, which I was like, can I have that sweatshirt? I know, right? Mm -hmm. Shu calls them back to be like, meet us 3 p.m. at the auditorium. Mm -hmm. And like what we show them is this number. (laughs) And they're mad at it. They're we like, We have the true wow. colors scrim happening. <laughs> and they're then like, we come out in all these outfits that feel crazy. Wrong. I don't. I don't I know don't, what I was wearing. I don't know what I was wearing either. And I don't I, know what I was wearing. I was wearing a flat rimmed baseball cap with a bandana underneath, a crazy yellow tank top, and some wild pants. I was wearing orange and camo. Like <laughs> you kind of look like Justin Bieber. <laughs> but this number was really fun. Do you remember um shooting it? We were in Long Beach, right? Was Kristen Chenoweth there that day? Why do I have this memory of her stopping by? Because I think she was in town and I have a memory of her coming by just to be like, oh my God, my children. And I'm like I my friend was there. Or I think Marco might have Marco been was there. there. Right. Marco was there. It was I Long think Beach. He met Kristen Chenoweth. I don't know. I think she visited this day and like, this is what we're doing since you've been gone. <laughs> really? I think so. Because we hadn't really spent that much time with her since the show had become as successful as it had become. And then it was like, we saw her and she was like, oh my gosh, like, look what's happening. I think she was there. I think you might be right. Well, um, but we had a lot of fun performing this and Dana, who's from the Bay Area, got to do her this face. That's Which what was, this, if you see us put our hands in front of our faces and come do that wavy yes. thing, that's a Diana move that that's we did. That's a Bay Area move Bay that Area Diana move. then got on Glee, which was great. And if you listen to E40, oh, he goes, this face, this, that's what that is. That's <laughs> we that is. were crazy during this number. And I think Elodie was like, just go for it, whatever. Yeah. And um, we were dancing. A lot of it was free. We called this free form rock out. So Zach would lay our choreographer. He'd be like, okay. And then free form rock out, which meant we get to do whatever we want. Yep. And that was always my nightmare. And <laughs> when we did the line, the disco line of like um, down the middle, <clears throat> it's my worst line. Yeah. The soul train line. Thank you. It's actually my worst nightmare. I don't like improvising dance moves. It's not my thing. I don't, uh, I, this song wasn't really my thing. So I was like, oh, gosh. So I did the sprinkler, I think, or some crazy. Yeah, it was great. You were going Yeah, whatever. Hard. Yeah, whatever. Better than me. I just fist pumped. Well, it's... Harry looked the best. Heather looked, you know, like, just leave it to the pros. <laughs> Naya did the Naya dance. She did do the Naya dance. Yeah. That was great. Um, but yeah, that was improv and we were just living our lives and we were also exhausted. And I think we were like, the end is near. The end is near <laughs> and basically... How I feel now after that is like, let's just get to the finale. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, And that's the episode. That's funk. Yeah. That's it. It is funny. I feel like you and I don't have a lot of memories from that episode. Um, Because at that point, I think we were like the well had run dry. 
Like I remember we, being there. I just don't I remember think being there. Yeah, it was just being another... like a little like dead behind the eyes. Fully. <laughs> I think you're right. I think theatricality was supposed to be this one because we had started rehearsing for regionals during theatricality. Correct. Yes. Very good, Kevin. Should we do some tardy takes? Yeah, let's do some speed round tardy takes. Okay, cringe moments, ouchies. Kev- yeah, there's a, a million. Um, the Sue and Will seduction. <laughs> Oof. I pick s- s- the Will overstepping. He um, oversharing with the Glee Club. You actually... I like I did wrote this. I wrote this down because I was shocked at it. The fact that he was like, I, I just like finalized my divorce, and I was like, I yelled at the screen. I said, "What? I Why did you ever share that?" And then Santana speaks up and <laughs> addresses it, which I was thankful for. It's like, thank God. I don't even think they cut to her. I think they just her voices. No, there. she was she was laying on the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair which enough. again, I think fully sums up how everyone felt about this episode. Never have you ever seen anyone laying on the chairs in the choir room. <laughs> um, worst dance move. Uh, I mean... I mean, but it's good and bad is good vibrations. Okay, you know? fair enough. I I gotta say, there's some cringe give up the funk movements in there that <sighs> were just... Some were great and some were just not right. Uh, best song? <sighs> None. Nine. Oh, yeah, I'd say another one bites the dust. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. I think we peaked early. Yeah, we did peak early on this one. And then performance by a prop. I think all of the trophies. For sure. The one that broke, the hoarders, the national one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> trophies were them. winning. Do you remember when Tina got he- hit in the head with the trophy in a later season? No. <laughs> uh, S- Sam Cord moves and he hits me in the head and I go on down. Purpose? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not on purpose, by accident, in a scene. And I go down. It's very funny. You weren't is there? It, is it in the actual cut? Or no? Oh, it's with chums. It's when we go into chums. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, anyway, trophies yeah. galore. Um, best lines. I think we have the same one. Okay. <gasps> we did. We wrote them. To- <laughs> it's the same one. <laughs> so they're in the office. They're talking about the prank, the slashing of the tires. And Will goes, look, nobody got hurt. It was a harmless prank. And Sue goes, that's what they said about a young man in Chicago in 1871 who thought he'd play a harmless prank on a dairy cow of one old, of one Mrs. O'Leary. He successfully ignited its flatulence and the city burned William. That young terrorist went on to become the first gay president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. What? I had to rewind it and listen to it like three more times. I did too. Because I thought it was so insane. I was like, where did he... I was like, I didn't know. I'm like, are we talking about one of the great fires in Chicago? Are we talking about mad cow disease? Are we talking about like what? God, it was so good. It was out in left field, but it worked so well. Jane just killing it again. It and was Iqbal goes, oh, okay. <laughs> Iqbal also with the line um, to Adina uh, about oh being, um, I can't even remember what he said to Pretty. her, but it was like, yeah, it was very inappropriate. And, and then Sue, Sue's reaction of like glaring at him was flawless. <laughs> it was absolutely flawless. Um, Jenna, uh, this shit we found on TikTok today 
was very exciting because it has almost 900,000 views. Wow. 200,000 likes. Mm. And somebody threw an incredible 24th Glee themed birthday party. What? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's really great. Click on it. Watch it. By um, McKenna Renee. And they have karaoke. People are dressed up in costume. They have food themed as like Rice Krispie treats, it looks like, but with Cheerios. There are all kinds of wonderful. They have big pictures. They have gold star balloons, people and um, Cheerios outfits, fondue for two. They have the tots. Damn. Slushies. (gasps) They even had like a quiz looking thing. It was... There are paper plates with our faces on them. Yeah. This is great. It's really, really good. You you should go check it out because it is 2023 or 2022, whenever this was, people are still having glee parties wild, but there you go. This is great. It's great work. Attention to detail. Thank you for sending that. Thank you for having the party. Hope you had a great birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Per usual. Thank you for sending that in. Thank you for listening. (gasps) Oh. Next Jenna. week is our finale of season one. Do, 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 do. We did it. Ooh, wow. Exciting. This is very exciting. I can't wait. And we have lots of memories. I end up in the hospital at one point. So <gasps> what? Yeah. I went to the ER during the filming of Journey to Regionals. I, I remember this now. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot happened. All right. Well, let's do it. Um, Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking with us. We can't wait to wrap this season up and get on to the next one. We're just getting going. (laughs) One season almost down. Five to go and a couple tours. (laughs) And a movie that no one watched. And that's what you really missed. (laughs) Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Thanks for listening and follow us on Instagram at and that's what you really miss pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.